So hello, Sandra Dawes here from Embrace Your Destiny, and we're listening to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. And today we're talking with Tracy Swainson, and she is a wife and fur baby mama, first and foremost. And she also is an intuitive healer, mentor, and she's passionate about supporting women who have experienced emotional trauma of pregnancy loss and personal empowerment. And she brings healing both on the spiritual and physical bodies through intimate, sacred, supportive one-on-one sessions. And it was the emotional and spiritual healing of her own pregnancy loss experiences that birthed her into the sacred work. So welcome, Tracy, and thanks so much for spending your time with me today. Thank you, Sandra. I'm so happy to be here and and have a conversation with you today. Yes. And so for our listeners who this might be their first time listening to an episode, this is just an opportunity to sharing the experiences of other women who have gone through similar things so that you can be hopeful that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that you can get through these challenging times and really find a way to be stronger for it in some way. Right, Tracy? Exactly, exactly. Sadly, many of us do have to go through experiences in life. And, you know, that's just part of life and part of growth is going through these experiences and learning how to get through to the other side and and find joy and being able to inspire others along the way. Yeah. So, so Tracy, yeah. why don't you share a little bit about your journey? Okay. Well, my journey. Um, I met my husband um, in Australia. He was from New Zealand. We ended up moving to Canada and, and started our life together. Um, my dream was always to have children of our own. It's something that I had dreamed of as. Mo- many people do to have their own children and what their lives will be like. And sadly, that wasn't the case for us. Um, I ended up having over a period of years, five miscarriages and no children. And that was experience that um, I really lost a real sense of myself. I really became disconnected from who I was because I lived in this deep, deep sadness. Um, of always comparing myself to other women who I thought could easily have children. And they had the joy and the laughter and they had everything that I wanted. And so I was constantly comparing myself to other women and, and making myself feel like I didn't compare. I couldn't, what kind of woman was I that I couldn't have children? That's something your body is supposed to be able to do as a woman. So I thought right. it wasn't meant for us. And so that was the beginning of our journey and healing all this. Now, did you ever feel like you were being punished in some sort of way? Because I know when I was going through my challenging times, I did feel at times that I was being punished for something. What? I don't know. But sometimes I did feel like I was paying for unknown sins. Yeah, I don't know that I really felt that way, but um, I certainly did become... I really felt like I was less than a woman. I felt Mm. like I was less than, I didn't feel like I was deserving. I didn't, I felt like I didn't deserve my husband. I didn't deserve the life we had. And I really punished myself deeply with a lot of negative self-talk and um, self-belief and really, truly became disconnected from the whole person that we are, that we're meant to be. It was a real struggle. (laughs) So how did you find your way through it? It took a long, long time. I really held on to it. I held on to it like a baby holds its blankie. I was like 
I, for fear of forgetting, I didn't want to forget my babies. And I thought mm. as long as I could feel the pain, feel the hurt, feel the sorrow, as long as I could feel all of that, then I thought that's honoring my children that nobody else knew I even had. And um, so I, I held on to this for so many years. And what ended up breaking it was, um, first it started with, I met a teacher who taught me Reiki and that started a very gentle healing process. I went down that route of learning Reiki for spiritual purposes. What I didn't realize is that it affects you on emotional and physical, mental and spiritual levels. So whatever is needing healing at that time, I had no idea because I thought I had buried the pain so deeply inside of me that it really didn't matter until those mm. moments that came up that did. I'd see a mother walking down a street with her children and think, oh, my children would be that age. I'd see children playing in a playground and go, what would our life be like if we had this? And the tears would start all over again. So slowly, 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 the healing started becoming, um, I became more conscious of what needed to be healed. And then, you know, I met a girlfriend and she just opened space for me and just allowed me to talk about how I felt and all the experiences that I had. And she held space for me in the most amazing, compassionate way that I had never done for myself. I had never shown myself that compassion. And she showed me what compassion was and really encouraged me to start looking at new ways to honor my babies, really. I had never done that. I thought that by holding on to all that fear and the pain and the sorrow and all the negativity that I had talked myself into, I thought that was honoring them, holding on to their memory. But I learned that there were other ways that I could do this that really created a sense of healing and peace inside. <sighs> and what did, that, what did that look like? That... I'll show you. One of them was, well, you can't see, but one of them was journaling. Journaling, I yes. I began to journal, and I just, I started writing, even though it had been years since I had experienced pregnancy loss and my miscarriages. Um, I really sat down and just started writing out exactly what I was feeling right from the get-go, from the very first one. And uh, I started writing letters to my babies. Each one of them, I would write a letter to them, who they were, what I had hoped for with them, mm. what I had felt with each one. Um, and then I wrote letters uh, to myself, forgiving myself for everything that I had put myself through. Forgiveness, self-forgiveness was a big one and showing myself some compassion. And... Um, Another one was meditation. I really learned to just center myself and become more, allow the peace to start filling inside of me, filling that emptiness that I felt inside of me. So that was another one. Um, and honoring our babies, that's, that's something that I tell everyone that I meet, everyone that's experienced, find a way to honor your baby. For me, it was journaling and writing those letters. For somebody else, it might be a tattoo or it might be um, a birthstone that they could get. It's a necklace and in memory of their, their babies or just talking to them. 
you know, just making that presence known inside of you that you can just like your grandparents that pass away. You can also talk to your babies that have passed away too. And, you know, just holding space, plant a tree. There's so many different things that you could do. Yeah. Just honor your child. It's really about finding something that feels good. Feels good. Yes. That feels good for you. And it's different for everyone. Everyone has their own way. And sometimes you have to try a few things and find out what works for you. Right. Because it it might even be a combination of things, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So where are you now? Like, how has this transformed your life? Oh, it's transformed my life in so many different ways. (laughs) First, it brought about peace. All of this brought about peace, knowing that there was nothing wrong with me and, and filling all that empty space with just love and compassion made me realize by the time I started talking to other women and finding out that everything that I had felt, other people feel too. I kept all my feelings inside. For so many years, I didn't tell people what I was feeling. And I felt I was all alone, that nobody else felt the way I felt. And come to find out, so many other women do. And so many other women bury their emotions and hide their pain. And we push it down. And and it creates blocks in our life. We end up pushing people away. I found that I was afraid to trust other people because I thought if they really knew how I felt about myself, that they would probably feel that way about me too. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing how, when you're going through those, those dark times, it can be so isolating and you can feel so alone, regardless of how many, whether you've got a partner in your life and you've got family in your life, you can still feel so isolated. And that's such a horrible feeling. You know what I mean? To feel like you're going through it all on your own and that nobody else gets it is, um, is a really terrible place to be. So to, when you can talk about it, when you can share those experiences and know that you are not alone, I think that that takes such a huge weight off. It really does. And because of that, because of everything that I've been through, you know, often it's our dark times that create a purpose within our lives. And that has become now my, one of my purposes is to just really support women and let them know that they're not alone in this and that there there is light on the other side and to just really support them in a way that allows them to honor their own experiences as well as to honor their babies and so the more I talk about it the more other women are able to say you know what I'm not the only one feeling this yeah yeah because when you can when you have that support system it really makes a difference right yeah, it, it certainly does. And and we are seeing that more and more these days, aren't we, with people that just feel like they can't, they, there's no one to reach out to and, and talk with and with the things that have happened in the past week in the public eye there. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's really um, heartbreaking that people feel they can't reach out to someone else and share their heartache. No, and I think that when you realize that it doesn't matter how much you have, like how much material success you have or yeah, all of that stuff, you know, whether you have a significant other, whether you have a husband or a wife or whatever, that you, you can still go through these things, that there is no 
perfect life out there, right? There aren't, there isn't no, there isn't a magic formula that means that protects you from going through these things, right? And so it's just about really having those people that you can lean on and being willing to lean on them. Because I think that sometimes we feel like we have to hold it all in, that we don't want to be a burden to others. I think women in particular tend to be that way, right? Where Exactly right, Sandra. So often, <laughs> don't we? we? We experience something and yet we have family and we have children, we have husbands, we have lives and we bury our emotions and, and just keep moving in life and we don't deal with what's going on inside. And then it comes yeah. up. It, it comes. It always comes up, up. <laughs> somewhere along the way. <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think that you know, as much as we want to take care of others in our life, that we have to always remember to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Because I said this in another interview: is one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was that you cannot give from an empty cup. Oh. So you have to take time to make sure that you're your energy is where you want it to yeah. be physically, emotionally, spiritually, so that you can be there for others in your life. And so that being that taking time out for yourself isn't an act of selfishness. It's really an act. It's the greatest gift you can give to others because when you take that time out for yourself, then you can really be your best to everybody else in your life. You can be of service in the way that you truly want to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that that. Yeah. That shift, though, it's a challenging one because it's it's not something that we're taught. It's not no. something that I think comes naturally <laughs> to most of us. No. So it's, yeah. I think as women, we're, we're taught to always put others before ourselves, right? Yes. And, and that's just something that's natural. It comes with us from little girls. We learn to take care of everybody else around us and, and put others before ourselves. And it's really learning to take on some really sacred self-care that that covers us for every level, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. So nourishing our body with good food and, and plenty of water and exercise and getting out in nature and having some fun. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it covers I don't it think all. we make enough time for that, no. right? Is no. to just be joyful or happy for no reason, right? To just have a good belly laugh. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I just, I pulled a card this morning just before we started and the card, this message was play, go have fun. (laughs) And I think that when you can find a way to, to bring joy to even making your bed or washing the dishes, you know what I mean? That it makes life flow a lot easier and be a lot lighter. It really, really does. And you know, you just mentioning that word joy. That's, that's the word that came bubbling up for me right in the beginning when all of this was happening. And I felt like I didn't know why, but my heart just kept saying, I just want joy. I need some joy in my life. And joy was the word that my soul was craving, not the word, it was the emotion that my soul was craving at that time. And little did I know, I really did not know at that time that it was the healing of the pregnancy loss that was bubbling up that needed to be healed for me to begin to feel that joy. So whatever it is for anybody, you know, we all have these experiences that, you know, we need to find peace 
with our past and, and in finding that peace, then the joy comes from that. Absolutely. And so Tracy, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from this experience? One of the biggest lessons for me would be um, the importance of the sacred self-care. That's something that I, I never gave myself all those years was really taking good care of myself and really shining, a, not to be afraid to shine a light on where you feel that deep sadness because in that comes love and joy and peace and um, to reach out to somebody. If you're feeling low, if you're feeling depressed or anxious, um, there's so many different things, but reach out. If you can reach out to your husband or a best friend or your mother or, or go see somebody professionally that you need to see, go see somebody and talk to them. Because as soon as you begin to talk, then that creates a brand new space for you to open up and begin to heal. And it's so, so important. We're not alone. Nobody's alone in all this. No, even when you feel alone, you're not alone. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, when I first went to talk to a therapist after my dad died, it was such a weight was lifted even after the first session, because it was just so nice to talk to somebody who wasn't, emotionally invested in the situation Mm -hmm. who could look at it, you know, with with complete detachment and tell you that what you were feeling was okay. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like at that point in my life, I thought that I was going crazy. And I think that because, you know, there were people in my life who didn't understand what I was going through. It constantly made me think that there was something wrong with me for feeling the way that I was feeling. And so to talk to somebody who wasn't just telling me that I was okay because they were a friend or a family member, but could honestly say from a professional perspective, even that what I was feeling is okay. It is natural, you know, and I think that that was such a big thing. And I think that the other thing that I've learned is that even when you're feeling those negative feelings, when you're, even when you're in that darkness, it's, it's a place that we're visiting, right? We don't have to live there. That's a, oh, that's huge. That right there is so huge. It really is. And it really takes a lot of courage to step out of that dark space that we're in and say, I need help. But yes, but do it. It is so worth it. And, and there's somebody in your life somewhere that can support you in all of that. So it's really, yeah. The help is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tracy, what would you say, and I'm sure we've kind of touched on it at some point, for somebody who's going through a similar experience, for somebody who has just experienced a miscarriage or some, you know, lost a child in some other way, what is the advice that you would give to them? The first thing I would say is really take care of your body. Take care of your body and fill it with nutritious food and just take time for you. Cry if you need to cry. I know there's so many women that I've talked to that have little children. And so they experience a miscarriage or a pregnancy loss and they feel like they don't have time for themselves. They have to take care of their babies. And maybe their husband doesn't understand because it was a miscarriage and so therefore it's not tangible. They can't see and feel they didn't have that connection with the baby. And so right, they never got to hold the baby. That's or exactly yeah. right. And as women, we feel that connection as soon as we know that we're pregnant, we get that connection. Many of us do not everyone, 
But for the husband or the partner, it's not always that way. They don't always get the same feelings that we do. So really make time to cry. It's so important. I've heard so many women say that they didn't even get time to cry because they just had to get on with life and take care. Right. They went on automatic pilot. Yep, exactly. And then it can follow you 20 years later, 30 years later. It will come bubbling up in some form and you're going to have to deal with it then. So just make time for yourself. Take a luxurious bath. Go for a walk. Do what you need to do right then in that moment to take care of you. It's really, really important to just take that time for you. Write it out. Get a journal. It's a simple thing to do and nobody else has to look at it. It's just for you. For you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another thing that I I learned many years later. I know for me, I was really afraid to put my words on paper because I thought, what if somebody opens it up? and sees my words there and sees how I really felt at that time. And it's, it takes a lot of courage to be able to not only tell somebody what's going on inside of you, but even to write it out, to really face your feelings and your emotions and to write it, it out. It makes it so much realer it when does. you do that. Yeah. And what I learned a woman taught me was um, get out some paint when you're done, write out your feelings everything get it on paper and then get out some paint and paint over top it just intuitively put whatever you need to put on top of it nobody else will see those words but it's there for you and then you don't I'm not an artist in any way shape (laughs) (laughs) but this is something that I do regularly I will journal in my book and I'll get out some paint and I'll just start painting over top of it and then that is there for me and nobody else, no one else sees it, but there's so much healing that comes just by getting all your emotions out onto that piece of paper. And gradually over time, you're going to be able to begin to talk to someone and, and let them know what's, what's going on and just reach out for help when you can. Yeah. I find that um, a lot of times when I'm, when my emotions are heightened, that writing it out is the best first step for me because it helps me to organize my thoughts and get it all, you know what I mean? Clearer. Exactly. (laughs) My journal is with me everywhere I go. And it's the first thing that I go to in the morning. I just sit down and I just start writing whatever's coming up for me in that moment. And it really is. It does help you organize your thoughts and to see, you know, what's real and what's not. And there's, there's a lot of healing that can come from just putting your words on paper. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, the grieving process, no matter who you've lost, right, it can, you know, it looks different for everyone. And I find that it's just, yeah, to be patient with yourself and the process through it all, because it's not something that, you know, you have a set timeline that, oh, in six weeks, you should feel better or <laughs> anything like that. It's, That's exactly it, it can be years. It, it can, can be, be a, a lifetime. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just really about understanding that it is a process. It's not something that you just get over as much as I think sometimes the other people in your life who aren't experiencing it wish you would just get over it. Exactly. But I it's, know. um, it's, it's not something that really works like that. No, it doesn't. And sadly, there's a lot of you know, people, people mean well, but they say things like, it wasn't meant to be, or don't worry, you'll get pregnant. 
soon or um, just get over it. That's I heard that myself. Just get over it. You know, it's, it's in the past. Get on with life. You need to take time for you. Show yourself some compassion. Be patient and let it take as long as it has to take. And you're right. Whether you've lost your father or you've miscarried or you've lost a pet or a best friend or whatever the case, it could be a job that people will grieve over, you know, or a relationship. (laughs) relationship. I've seen that too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, whatever it is that comes up in life, we need to, we need to honor our own space and honor our own experiences, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it happened and we can't pretend it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't pretend it didn't happen. We just have to find a way to, to carry on in spite of what happened. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So important. Yeah. (laughs) Tracy, thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom and your experiences with us. Um, Do you have any last final thoughts to share? Well, I just want to say that if anybody um, who's experienced a pregnancy loss, who has no one to reach out to, you're welcome to reach out to me. I'm sure, Sandra, you'll put the information up where you can reach me. Um, My website is my name, tracyswainson.com, and I'm here for you. So if you just want to talk, you can call me or reach out to me. or if you want to work with me, I do support women who experience pregnancy loss through energy healing and meditation. And I have a whole list of sacred self-practice tools that I use and support other women in, in healing their pregnancy loss. So um, I'm here for you and you're not alone in this. So, Thank you so much, Tracy. And yes, if you're listening in your car or anything like that, you couldn't write down Tracy's website information. If you go back later, you can find all the information to contact her um, online. And um, thank you so much, Tracy. And I think that my final thought for the day is that I find it very interesting that the women that I've spoken to up till now for for these podcasts in these interviews, I find it very interesting that it's the trials and tribulations that they've experienced that have point that have given them clarity on their purpose. Yeah, it is. And I didn't. Yeah. And I, and that wasn't the intention. I was just looking for stories of hope, you know, stories of people who had gone through something challenging and had made it through to the other side. But I find it very interesting that that has been the common thread is that all of this, no matter what you've gone through, it has sort of, it's been, a course correction. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a great way it's, of putting it because it's so true. <laughs> it's it's sort of like it knocked you around a little bit. And when you, when you got back on your feet, it was like, okay, so this is where I should be headed. Yeah. And I think that that is so awesome because if you look at it from that perspective, then you really understand that everything does happen for a reason, right? Whether it's really good things that are happening in your life or really crappy things that are happening Mm -hmm. and things that make, that break your heart and make you think that you'll never experience joy or happiness again. It's all happening for you, not to you, but for you. And (laughs) And it's really difficult to see it in that moment, but just give yourself some time, be patient with your journey. 
<laughs> and that's exactly the key, I think, is that you just have to be patient and it will reveal itself. But it's not it's not going to be clear to you when you're in it. But when you give it time and you just keep and you don't give up, that you will find a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Thank you, Sandra. It's been an honor speaking with you today. <laughs> it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And um yeah, I can't wait to see what exciting things you're up to. And I look forward to, yeah, just doing more of these interviews and connecting with more awesome ladies. And um, again, thank you, Tracy, so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.